Not all those who wander are lost. J.R. Tolkien. Welcome to Aegis Travel Adventures. We are Ken and Giselle. We have been to over 100 countries and are still looking to see what is around the next corner. We love wine, travel, and adventure. Listen to our podcast where we share the fun of the magical places, people, and cultures that have touched our lives. Aegis? Aegis. Travel? Travel. Adventure. Adventure. Welcome to Aegis Travel Adventures. This is Ken. Hi, this is Giselle. And good morning. Today we'd like to talk to you about our podcast number 12, which was the continuation of our Viking uh, cruise trip. And today we'd like to talk about once we landed and got off the ship in Barcelona, what we did next. So we, we looked at our options. Uber and Lyft did not seem to be very responsive uh, in Spain, in Barcelona particularly. Uh, so we looked at taxi fares, and they were 39 euros fixed rate. Only place uh, that has a fixed rate for taxis that we're aware of, and the government's mandated that. So from the cruise port to the airport, uh, 39 euros, and tipping in Spain for taxis is rounding up. Um, the other option would have been to uh, take the cruise port shuttle uh, up to Columbus Circle, and then from Columbus Circle, you have to walk a little bit with your luggage, of course, and go to the uh, subway, and then take the subway to the train station, then you can get a direct train into the airport. Uh, well, it would have saved us a little bit of money. We would have had to lug our luggage around. And <laughs> for us, because we have priority pass through one of our credit cards, the sooner we got to the airport, the sooner we could get in the lounge and eat and imbibe uh, on priority pass. So we chose to do the taxi to the airport. One thing that has changed that I think that we noticed um, was the couple of years ago when we were in Barcelona, the cabs were not as regulated as they seem to be now. So when you get a cab in Barcelona, we may have covered this in our last podcast, uh, you, they're going to be metered. So you're not going to have any issues for the most part. So if you get in a cab and they're like, oh, we don't need to have it metered. Our suggestion would be just to hop out of that cab and go find one that is metered because that's usually probably a rogue cab and your security and safety may not be as good as a regular one that has meters. But just throwing it out there. And probably the metering uh, that Giselle's talking about is in response to Uber and Lyft coming in and trying to make an impact. So we're at the airport. We're at the Priority Pass Lounge. And we're enjoying ourselves, and then we... Uh, and there were several there. Yeah, so. yeah, they have really nice ones. Actually, we were really surprised, um, uh, or had not really looked into it, I should say, in the Barcelona airport. So there was probably, I think, three that we noticed uh, when I pull up on my on my app, and it tells me that they're, they're for, there. For and, our terminal. For our terminal. And, well, there was two in our terminal and probably other ones. And, yeah. Anyway, so Barcelona's got a very big airport. So they're very nice. Um, and what we when we got there, there was no queue. And so when we left, there was a very long queue to get in the pass, the priority, the, the lounges because they only allow especially since covid you know they have a maximum capacity so um that's just also something to think about most lounges these days um are doing that so that's to keep in, in aware so anyway so we're done with that we have a few snacks have a nice drink and then we head on our airplane and we hey. are flying to um abitha abitha on vueling which is a discount airline very similar to ryanair and but it's better we think it's better 
And uh, one of the things with all the discounters you have to look at is not just the base fare, but you have to look at the extras. In this case, our luggage did not cost us anything to check it, and our carry-ons were small enough that we didn't have to pay for those. They were personal items. So we had a, a very good fare uh, to Ibiza. Ibiza is one of four Balearic islands that are inhabited in the Mediterranean, and they're part of Spain, and uh, they're beautiful. Uh, the water's just crystal clear and gorgeous. So uh, we landed in Ibiza, and we took, at the airport, we took a taxi to the ferry terminal because we wanted to start our trip off in an adjacent island, the smallest of the four, called Formentera. Which we had an Airbnb. Um, you may be thinking, uh, where is Ibiza, and why have I kind of heard of it? Well, um, for those of you who are a little bit older, uh, Ibiza was um, known as the Hippie Island um, in back the, in the and, 70s. Yeah, and a lot of um, people that were not wanting to go into the draft uh, here during the Vietnam War, I shouldn't say a lot, but numerous people went there, and uh, they went there just to hang out, and Ibiza was very accepting. So it was very much a free love, kind of a culture. Now it's all grown up. All those people there that were like um, hippies now, now they have really cool shops. And so a lot of the free love kind of thing is not so much, but all everybody has really good shopping. Uh, well, our first day, we uh, jumped in a taxi, and we went up to a town that was fairly close, too far to walk, and, it, and we went to the hippie market. Mm -hmm. And it was very crowded, and they had music, and uh, it was interesting. And yes, there was looked like leftover hippies. and A lot of, a lot of uh, old hippies, a lot of guys yeah. with a lot of gray hair and earrings. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> and, and some tattoos and some purple hair yeah, and, you know, yeah. and, and all that stuff. But it, it was interesting. And then uh, from there, we, we went, walked up about, uh, I don't know, half a mile and there was a a restaurant that we really wanted to go to uh it was a more of a a, a breakfast a brunch place and the line was just out the door so we went to a nearby restaurant and had a really nice meal uh and they call it the the white island in many respects because most of the buildings are white in the summer it's very hot there so this little village uh was was almost all white the church was completely white and most of the buildings so uh, it was neat, and uh, we had our breakfast, and then we started to walk back, and we grabbed a taxi and went back to our our uh, resort. So we kind of got ahead of ourselves because that was in Ibiza. That was in Ibiza. So, so we'll go back to that. We were we were we got to Formatera, yeah. and we um, had an Airbnb, and we um, enjoyed it. It was a, it was um, one thing that all the resorts and stuff were pretty much closed. We were the very at the beginning of the season, so um, a lot of things were closed. So hotels were not readily available. So we we got an Airbnb. Um, one thing that one thing I know you should note when you get an Airbnb is read, read, read. Make sure you read all the details because your one hundred and fifty dollar night Airbnb that looks like such a deal by the time. On occasion, when they add on the fees, the cleaning fees, etc., you could be up to 400 bucks easily. So, when you're getting a, an Airbnb, just spend a little time reading about it. Uh, years ago, Ken and I went to um, Bogota, Bogota, Colombia, Colombia and um, uh, it was our first experience using Airbnb. And I booked what I thought was this amazing place. Um, it was amazing, however. It was a penthouse at the top of a building. Yeah, but however, we were a room, not our own place. So we were sharing a room and a bathroom with... Um, uh, we were sharing a penthouse, but we had our own room and bathroom. No, we had... The bathroom was the guy down the hall had the bathroom. Okay. But anyway. But so anyway, so we had our own room, which did have a door. Um, and so we... Um, 
uh, we were we did, and it was funny the got the gentleman that the two kids that rented from it rented to us at the end they said you know what we love having you guys here you don't drink our, our alcohol I'm like well we can buy our own thank you very much and like and you don't come in and mess up my kitchen and so we were like given five stars on um, Airbnb. So anyway, getting back to Formatera. So we had a nice little Airbnb. It was pleasant. It, did, it had all what it needed to be. There's a few little hiccups, but um, our guide um, we were, was very communicative. She communicated with us nicely. Um, she did not speak English. We speak very little Spanish. And so, but the WhatsApp eliminated all that problem. And we had a few little hiccups, which she immediately addressed. And so we were all good. Being the first rental of the year, we uh, arrived and uh, we realized that the grocery stores weren't open uh, yet because it was early in the season and we had no toilet paper. So when we text her, the, uh, the cleaning lady came by pretty quickly with, with toilet paper. Which just was a necessity because we couldn't buy any. That was the problem. <laughs> Uh, and then and coffee, of course. So, because that's one of the things that when you do rent an Airbnb, at least for us, we, we try to take into consideration that, hey, we'll be able to cook a little or maybe at least have some snacks, have breakfast um, in the morning. And um, that was not possible because, again, no grocery stores. But we survived. So uh, one of the things with Airbnbs also you got to think about is... Uh, do they, if, if they multi-story, do they have elevators? This was three stories. We were on the top. We had a lovely view of the beach a few blocks away. Uh, no elevator. And we were physically able to get our luggage upstairs okay uh, without an elevator. But not everybody uh, may, may be able to do that. So just something to think about. Again, the saying goes, the devil's in the details. So just spend some time looking at your Airbnb and make sure it makes fits for you. So anyway, so we're in we're in Fomatera. Find a nice little place to get breakfast. There was one hotel down the down the street. Everything was in walking distance. Uh, Fomatera is a very small island, and if you really wanted to be industrious and adventurous, you can literally walk or ride your bikes around the whole island. Uh, we did not. We would spend some time in the little town we were at. We went to the ocean. Ocean was gorgeous. Um, water was too cold for me to get in. Ken dipped his feet in, I think, a few times. Um, not not happening for me. So we did that, and then we just chilled, and then we had a lovely dinner at uh, a Brazilian steakhouse-ish kind it of thing. Sort of, yeah. It was a, a, a meat place, and uh, I think it was Timon. Uh, it was in the downtown part of the city. The city was called Pujols, and it was about a 12-euro taxi ride from the port. So it wasn't far, but it, it wasn't very uh, close either, especially with the luggage, and there was no sidewalks or anything to, to walk on. So... That was fine. The, the meal was fantastic, um, considering it's the beginning of the season. Uh, I wasn't sure I had very high expectations. You know, in Spain, the jamón uh, uh, ibérico or Iberian ham can be and generally is fabulous. And they age it for years and years and years. And the longer they age it, the more expensive it is. And, and the better it is. And the better it is. So uh, Like fine wine. And often on top of, you know, um, the... the, the the better the tapas, the more you pay for it, but the better the ham on it is. So I had a really nice uh, piece of Iberico jamón, and uh, I loved it. And the restaurant was, was great. Service was good. Um, the other thing in, in Spain, at least in Catalan, which uh, is Barcelona area, and, um, and these islands, um, and I think pretty much in Spain, they take credit cards everywhere. So even though the euro is the... The currency that's being used, and we had some euros uh, that we had got uh, when we stopped on a cruise ship in Malaga. We really didn't need to use them very much. So, uh, you know, the credit cards are 
widely accepted and they're tap and go. You don't, you don't need a, you know, a, a, a code or anything to use them. And tipping at restaurants is the same as taxis, it's round up. So not 15 or 20%. Yeah, so and again, we're becoming, as the more we travel, we see we're becoming more and more of a cashless society, especially in Europe. Uh, everybody, really, they don't want cash. They'd rather have credit cards, which makes it a win-win for everybody around. So the next day in Formentera, we um, walked around the beaches, and um, both in Formentera and Ibiza, they have really nice um, beaches that you can stroll, walk, gorgeous photos, opportunities. and um, But we, have, we found these great little pubs for lack of better words that were shacks that were beach shacks, beach sort shacks of. that were on the on the beach and usually they're they're pretty small and they have they might have a little bit of food but mostly it's pretty much any kind of drinks you want from alcohol to soft drinks etc so we um it's a great place to go have a walk a little bit sit down have a beer sit down enjoy and start chatting to your neighbors which yeah. is what we did and um, we met, um, we were just trying to, I wanted a photo op and I wanted this, this in, my, in my mind, whenever we look for somebody to take photos, I try to look to somebody who looks like in their mid thirties since they know how to work an iPhone. Or younger. <laughs> or younger. <laughs> so we met this really nice young woman who turns out to be an Olympic gold medalist. And, for the U.S. Uh, for the U.S. in water polo. And her name is Maggie Steffens. And if you go online and look her up, <laughs> She's been in uh, three Olympics. She'll probably be uh, she is. In, in Paris. She's getting ready to come back to the U.S. to train with the team. Um, and she's won all kinds of other things, uh, playing water polo in Greece, in, uh, in uh, Spain, and so on. She's fantastic. Uh, anyway, very pleasant to meet her. And so she recommended a restaurant that we went to, and it was... Um, it's a family-owned restaurant that has literally been there for probably... 30 years yeah. um, and it's on the water if and I'll put the links to our all this on our Instagram on, on and on our um, our page for our podcast uh, if you're gonna go you're gonna definitely need a reservation but we um, had a reservation it was for inside which was fine that you could see the ocean but the food was amazing I had these mussels and this warm wine sauce and um, that were really good. And we sat next to some people that were having a, looked like a really interesting, enjoying their wine. And so um, I'm always one to ask, so do you like your wine? Because when you get a wine list, unless you're familiar with every wine in the country you're at, you don't really know what you're ordering. So I always like to, to look and see. And most times they will give you a taste. You have to ask. And they kind of look at you a little funny. Not the, not the people next door to you, but the, the server. <laughs> and, and these people, she was uh, French and she was there with her mother. They were visiting. Uh, and she spoke some English, which was good, and she said, this wine is really good. So we looked, looked at the menu, and we ordered it. It was quite reasonable, and she was right. It was, it was a white wine, but it was really good. Went well with the seafood. Just had that summer vibe that you're on the beach. It was just lovely. So and we, um, we did that. One thing I did uh, with the meal, I ordered a, a piece of fish, and in the U.S., you tend to get you know, a fillet of fish. Well, I got the whole fish, head, everything, tail, and, and I'm not dismayed by that, but it's one of those things that's more common in, uh, in Europe, that when you order the fish, especially smaller varieties of fish, you know, um, you're going to get the whole thing. And it was good. And I picked through it, and, you know, and when I was done, there was a bunch of bones in the middle and a head and tail left on it. So, so you know, but yeah. just forewarned, some people look at that and they, they kind of go, what do I do? 
Again, also, if you order bread um, in Spain um, and in, as in Portugal, there's a charge. Yeah. It's fine, but it's usually cheap. it's three Couple or euros maybe. per person. And, they, um, yeah, and it comes with um, olives and yeah. usually two kinds of sauces for your bread. And it's delicious bread. It's like yeah. crunchy. You know, but it's extra. That, yeah, but anyway, but it's worth it. So we did that. And then we just enjoyed um, Fromatera and hung out. And we went to, um, that's pretty much, I think that's all we did there. Well, there was two lighthouses and we we had a rental car, which would, <laughs> we happened to be walking around Pujols our second day there. And we saw this rental car place open because everything else was closed. So we walked in and they go, uh, well, we just opened today and uh, we're just getting, you know, they were painting and cleaning up, et cetera. We said, we'd like a rental car tomorrow. You know, how much is it? And so we got one. And that's how we ended up at this restaurant we were talking about. And the name um, is interesting. A lot of the towns and points are called Con, C-A-N, or C-apostrophe-A-N. And we didn't understand what that meant. It doesn't translate. Um, it's Catalan, and it really being, means my place or home or casa, essentially, and they use it very liberally in the Catalan language. So this was Conanetta, and Giselle said she would post it. So Yeah, it was delish. It was so well worth going. The rental car gave us the ability to quickly cover the island, and we did it in less than a day. Uh, there's a beautiful lighthouse uh, at the f western end, and it was up on cliffs. And uh, we went up there, and there was a restaurant up there. It was not open. <laughs> but on the way, there was some really nice farms, some vineyards that they weren't open either. Um, but it was, it was a beautiful area. Things were blooming. Spring had sprung. And uh, so we, we went up there, and then we went to the other side of the island, uh, and there was another lighthouse, and we, we did that. And then we did a little couple beach stops, and we went back home. For we found evening. a really cute little cove that was just delightful, and you had to walk down a little. It was a little bit challenging to get down, not much. And um, we, uh, we um, enjoy that. And um, I went topless sunbathing, just like the Sp Spanish people do, or Spanish women do. With several other women. I there. felt very in, very liberated. So anyway, we'll put that on another little podcast. Little private cove, and there, there was a variety of people there, including children. But it's pretty common in Europe for people to uh, top of sunbathe. And But we were saying that because it was the beginning of the season, we were able to get into those places. We were talking to another family that had come from England, and they come there a lot, and they said, wait in three weeks, and you're not going to be able to get into this place because it just becomes just real, um, just really lot, lots of people, very, very busy. And, um, and it's so, everybody's secret cove, so they tell everybody about it, and then guess what? Everyone shows up. And it's too crowded to, uh, it's small. So anyway. So we enjoyed Fromatera. Then yeah. the next, then that day, the next day we um, turned in the car and um, we turned in the car the day before. Then we took the taxi and went to back to the ferry and ended in Ibiza, which we were staying in a nice um, Marriott resort. Thank you, Jared. Um, our son works for Jarrett, works for Marriott, and he was nice enough to let us use his friends and family rate. And the town was called Santa Eularia. It was like a half moon Crescent Bay. Uh, it was probably a little over a mile, the whole crescent, but it had an esplanade or you know a, a promenade walkway across the pretty much the whole area. And uh, on the far side by our hotel uh, was a river and it had a beautiful walkway that went up into the mountains. So it was a pretty area. It was a 20-some euro taxi ride from the port. Uh, Ibiza is a lot bigger than Fromentera, and you need taxis or a rental car to get around. 
So we enjoyed that. We found some great restaurants around where we're at. It's, it's a walking, uh, very much of a walking town. Great um, sidewalks, easy to walk around. A lot of really nice beaches. So we enjoyed. Um, uh, so we enjoyed uh, their day there, and just took a rental car and saw more of the island. Went to again several other really good restaurants. One was fun. It was called Bambuda. Uh, and um, it was an Asian infusion restaurant, which was really fun, very interesting stuff. I'd already posted some photos on um, uh, on our Instagram, and I'll, I'll post some more because it was a very funky kind of restaurant. So we enjoyed that one evening. Had a great bottle of wine. Uh, you need reservations to get in there as well. And um, during our rental car stay, we went to a winery that was open called Ibiscus, and that's a, uh, put two words together, Ibiza and hibiscus, and they came up with hibiscus for their winery, and we did a wine tour, you paid a little bit for it, because you got food with it, and it was, uh, there was two other couples there, and it was, it was really, really nice, and very informative about uh, organic uh, vineyards, and how they do their wines there, and that they uh, are trying, uh, it took them a while, but they got a, um, what, what you call, uh, I can't think of the word, but, you know, the wines there are their own, uh, from certain grapes, they're only allowed to grow, and then... Single vineyard? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it has a, sort of like champagne's only from the Champagne region in France. So these wines are only from... You know, Ibiza. And they don't import a whole lot because they don't have the, the right now, you said that we import some, but, but not a whole lot. Um, we enjoyed that. It was fun with uh, doing a wine tasting with two other couples that had never done a wine tasting. So it was like their first rodeo. So we were giving them the, the 411s on what you do for a wine tasting, what, what we look for. And they were really interested. It's a couple from England. They were very interested. Like, so how do you know about wine tastings? I'm like, you don't want to know, honey. We've been to a lot of them. <laughs> So the, 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 the vineyard had gotten some really good awards in the last few years, and uh, so we were there, we were asking a lot of questions, and, uh, and the other two groups had done the higher-end wine tasting, and where you get some of the better wines and you get, get some decent food, so it's almost like a lunch. And so he just threw the higher-end wines in for us, and there was a white there that had gotten a gold medal, and and it was their top-of-the-line wine, and so we tasted it. We said, wow, this is really amazing, and lo and behold, who would have guessed, we bought a bottle of it and took it back to the hotel and uh, and Actually, we took it. it on a plane. <laughs> yeah, and uh, ended up taking it, yeah, took it on a plane in my suitcase. It got there safe, and we drank it a couple days later. It was fabulous. So uh, Ibiza's a cool place. There's a lot to it, a lot of coves, a lot of beautiful beaches. Another opportunity to go topless sunbathing. And so um, we used the rental car pretty liberally. We drove a lot um, around. There's, there's a lot of farming and there's a lot of, it's all volcanic. So there's valleys and hills and high peaks and it's quite scenic. So uh, we ended our stay and uh, took our, our metered taxi back to the airport and uh, got on Vueling, our discount airline, and went, uh, went back to Barcelona. So then we ended up in Sitkis, but we'll start that for our podcast another day. So our tips of the day are 
about, mine was about Airbnb, about just to make sure when you rent an Airbnb that you really understand everything, as I said before, understand all the rules about it. It can be a great experience. It can be so much fun. And then it can, some people have reported it to be very disastrous. So uh, we've been fortunate. We've rented numerous Airbnbs, Airbnbs around the world. And for the most part, we've had pretty good luck. I think we rented one in Florence that we weren't crazy about, but, um, but it did the job. It did the job. But again, I had, I probably didn't read the, all the information that's provided. So, and yep. again, one other thing is that when you're renting an Airbnb, the people you're renting from, they want to communicate with you. So if you have questions, concerns, send, pop them an email, pop them a text and for the most part, you're going to find them to be very um, responsive and they can get your questions answered. So Ken, what is your tip? Well, my tip is about tips. So your tip on tipping. I was talking about, uh, you know, in Spain, how they, they do tipping. Well, there's an app called Global Tips. I probably got it too, I don't know, 15 years ago. And I think I paid a buck or two for it. It's now $8.99. <clears throat> it's now $8.99. But if you go to Spain and you think the tipping is 15 to 20%, which you certainly can do if you loved your meal, and your server, um, but rounding up is the customary thing. So that eight ninety nine, um, you could certainly uh, pay for that in in one meal where you may have over tipped from the customary amount. So uh, the app it, you can download it in the app store. Uh, it covers pretty much all the countries in the world. It's been updated periodically, and uh, you can change the country, and it brings up all the information. There is a premium version. I've never used it because... I think it, that's what the 899 is. Uh, maybe it is, but yeah. anyway. Also, you don't have to have Wi-Fi to use it, which is great. Yeah, once you load it onto your, onto your smartphone, it's there and... Then you also can download it to different devices. Like, you know, you can, could have it on his iPad. I could have it on my phone. They don't seem to care. You can share it. But so. it's really handy. And, you know, in countries like Japan... <clears throat> tipping is an insult, you know, so you really want to do that and know that and uh, you don't want to insult them. Uh, they're lovely people and uh, but their customs are important to them. So I think it's a, certainly an app if you travel a lot, it's worth having. So that's my tip for the day. Thanks for joining us again. We're, we're, um, we'd love to have your comments and questions and we'll talk to you soon. This is Giselle. This is Ken. Have, have a good day. Bye-bye. Aegis? Hey, hurry. Travel? Hello. Adventure. Adventure.